Keeping Realty is available Wednesday of each week, produced by Gabriella DeAngelis. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the podcast author or individuals participating in the podcast and do not represent the views or positions of any entities they represent. Coal Banker Realty is owned by a subsidiary of Anywhere Advisors, LLC. Coal Banker is a registered service mark owned by Coal Banker Real Estate, LLC. Okay, so no matter what job you get in life, whether it's the future, whether it's the job you have now, there are going to be pros and cons. Whether you love your job, you are still going to have things that you wish were different. And that is how everything is in life. But I think that it is important that if you are interested in getting your real estate license or you are going through the real estate course right now, that you really do understand what it takes to be a real estate agent. The name real estate agent is so much more broader than what people think. And people think that yes, we do list houses. Yes, we do help buyers find a house. Of course, that is our main priority in our job. However, there is so much that just goes into that name that people don't know that aren't in real estate and even people that don't know that aren't that are in their course but haven't passed their test yet and I just think that it is important that people know what is the difference between being a buyer agent and a listing agent and understanding really what it takes to be a successful real estate agent Um, that is so important because so many people try in this career and Um, You know, it's just not for everybody. There are days where I literally could like poke my eyes out because I'm so overwhelmed. And that is like any job. I get that. Um, But, you know, it does take a certain type of person to be able to succeed in real estate. And I just want to talk about it. Um, So I also just want to, before we really get into this episode, I want to say that August 26th, I on Saturday at one o'clock, I'm having an event. If you are in Kentucky, Northern Kentucky, Ohio, Indiana, um, more so Kentucky though, um, I'm having an event for people that are getting their license in the course or not, um, or just interested in getting in real estate. Um, my teacher will be there to watch. And, you know, I really just want to talk about like business planning and what it really is from the day you get your license, what it's like, because you take your test and you pass and I will never forget. Um, I have failed the test before, so I really went into this test with an open mind. Like if I fail this, I'm going to be done. And there are a lot of people that do that. And um, I remember I got in the car after passing, I was crying and I couldn't believe it. I was like, finally. And uh, I wanted to scream it to the world, but I called Um, Tiffany, who was our old assistant manager, who's now at a different Cobble Banker, pretty close by though. And I was like, I passed. And she was like, oh my gosh, like, congratulations. Like, what are you going to come in? Blah, blah, blah. But I really thought after I got off the phone with her, what do I do now? Like, what do I do? You don't know how to sell a house. You don't know how to help somebody purchase a house until you've been in the business and you have had a good mentor and you have had good training because really real estate school is knowing terms and those terms they're good to know however you don't need them in your day-to-day life and you get out of that school and that is really when the school and the training starts on how to become a successful real estate agent so if this episode seems to interest you in any way um yeah stick around so let's get into it hello guys and welcome back to keeping it realty 
Okay, so basically, you can tell I'm in a much better mood than last week's episode. I'm sorry if you had to listen to that. I listened to that the other day, and I was like, wanted to just cringe listening to myself talk. But anyway, um, so it's your favorite realtor. And basically, I had somebody reach out to me today who's been a friend of mine for a while who had said he is 75% done with his course and he's lost. And I felt so terrible for him because I've been there. I have been there and I'm sure you have in high school or college where you're just feeling lost. You don't know how to pick back up. You just don't even want to finish whatever it is. You're going to get through it, one. But two, you know, with real estate, there are so many things in that course that they should probably not teach you um, and focus on teaching you much more valuable tips and things that you really need in your career, but they don't. Um, So I guess that's my job, right? So the first thing that I want to talk about are um, the difference between a listing agent and a selling agent, also known as buyer agent. And one thing that, mom, if you're listening, I'm sorry, I'm calling you out. But I left today. My mom's like, are you going to an open house? No. Like, why would I be going to an open house at eight in the morning on a Tuesday? Why? Like, that's just no. Like, she literally thinks open houses are showing, showings are open houses. And it's beyond me only because her dad was a real estate agent. My grandpa was literally a real estate agent his whole entire life um, up until he passed away. And I'm like, just get it right. Like, you know the difference. Why do you call it that? Anyway, I'm really sorry, mom. Um, I'm joking, but like, not really. Just get it right next time. So, okay. So I'm going to talk to you guys like you have no idea. And I didn't know the difference between a listing agent and a buyer agent. So, Let's start off with a listing agent. Ooh, so fun. Okay, so responsibilities of a listing agent. Actually, let's say what they are. So listing agents help clients market and sell their home uh, while selling agents help them find and buy a new one. So their titles might sound like similar and I know they do, but their roles are so different. And both listing agents and selling agents Yes, they work together. So in the transaction, when somebody lists a home, the buyer agent will come in to show that home that they have listed. And then let's say they write an offer for their buyer. Those two agents work together. Sometimes it's their admins that end up working together. But either way, the two agents end up working together. Um, So a lot of times, and one thing I want to mention before I really get into this is, yes, real estate is about buying and selling. Okay. But On top of that, you're talking home warranties, you're talking lenders, you're talking inspectors, you're talking appraisers, you're talking um, title companies. Like in each of those branches, there's all things that you deal with and it's not talked about enough. You don't learn about that in school. So that's something that you learn when you get your license, but um, it is important to know. Um, So responsibilities of a listing agent are marketing the property, negotiating the listing agreement if needed, pricing the property, which is them finding the comps, handling the showings and the open houses, and advising the seller on you know whatever repair or improvements that need to be made before putting it on the market. But I think it is important to mention briefly that each one of those things all have 10 branches under each one. So for example, when it comes to marketing your seller's home, you need to send out an email blast to all the agents letting them know. You need to 
you know, make flyers and send out postcards, new listing. And, you know, it does vary depending on the market that you're in. For example, we're in a seller's market right now. So when you have a listing and you post it on social media and when an agent gets a notification that, oh, there's a new listing, they see it on their um, MLS or Zillow or whatever, you know, normally they go pending within one to three days. So doing the postcards and doing the flyers aren't really necessary unless it gets to be a few days on the market and um, you need to schedule an open house so that you're bringing prospective buyers in. Um, So, but that's not even half of it. And, you know, I'll go into further detail if you guys are interested in another episode, but um, for example, pricing the property. It is so important that you are representing your seller in a good way by really looking at comps and diving deep into the comps. And the reason why I say that is because when you are listing a property and you're probably wondering, how do you come up with that price, right? And that is what comparables or comps are for. Um, The reason that it's so important is because when you're thinking of a new roof, when you're thinking about a new HVAC, when you're thinking about um, a new furnace, all of those things are all really costly. And if you go and you see a house that is recently sold for this amount, well, they have a new roof, right? So the house that you're listing, let's say it needs a new roof. Well, you should, you have to do adjustments on your listings. Um, if you are, you know, looking at other properties that are currently pending, it's harder to tell, but it still gives you um, some type of range because you don't actually know what it's sold for, but you know what it was listed at. You know how many days it was on the market for. And um, you know, active ones are obviously great to look at, but you really need to take a good look at what is currently selling for and why it is selling at that price range. Um, adjustments, improvements that they have made, whatever. Um, so you also handle the showings in the open houses. Um, having open houses usually right now aren't as common. Actually, recently I have seen a lot more open houses than I had in the last month or two. Um, So, and it's just that time of year, you know, everybody's getting ready for school and there's just less people um, looking to buy it right at this second, but I'm sure um, in the next few weeks it will start to pick up again. And which is one thing I do want to mention. And that is one thing that is hard about real estate is you need to always be on top of the market. You always need to have knowledge of what is going on in the market because it's always shifting. And even for me, I am so interested in the real estate market. I swear every day I look up um, like the trends and everything, but it's always changing. And it seems like when you see somebody out in public, which in real estate, other than those five things that earlier I just mentioned about how title companies, blah, 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 blah. Like real estate is about building relationships and building those connections and prospecting and being out and putting yourself out there, letting them know you're a real estate agent. If you're in line at Kroger and you know somebody compliments you or you, you just need to put yourself out there and that is really so important if you wanna succeed in this business. Um, So when it comes to handling showings in open houses, you are scheduling up the showing time, making sure that if the seller says, hey, I don't, I want to be at my house at this time, you're blocking off that time and you're letting them know, oh, they can't schedule showing them then. Um, Advising the seller on necessary repairs or improvements is really important that you are also educated on that. When you're in a seller's market, they don't need to 
do all these kinds of repairs because either way somebody's going to buy it because there is no inventory and there's a lot of demand. So um, when you're in a seller's market, you know, somebody doesn't need to go in and do all these repairs. Of course, painting is great. That's something you can always do that will always help. Um, Curb appeal is great. It's a little fix that does a huge difference. And those little things are important that you do have knowledge on to tell your seller to do if needed. Um, so the listing agent's job is to seriously just help their clients sell their house and help the seller come up with an accurate price for their home. Um, if needed, stage their home, um, get the pictures and basically market their home on all of the other platforms. So another thing like staging, staging is very important and does a huge difference. But when you're in a seller's market and houses are going in under a day with five to seven offers at once. Um, staging, you know, you it's not as important right now, I should say, but it still does make a huge difference. Um, and for me, I would never, I, my perspective, I will give them the comps. I will give them my knowledge. I will tell them what the market's like. Is their house going to sell fast what I think will happen. And it is your seller's job to tell you what they want to list their house at. And then if you think that maybe it's too high or too low, that is when you tell them, look, here's this, here's that. This is why I think it should be listed at this. And you just, it is the seller's home. And at the end of the day, they are going to list it for what they want to list it for. And that's one thing that you should always keep in mind. Um, So now we're going to really quickly talk about responsibilities of a selling agent. And this basically just revolves around helping home buyers find their home and their dream home and their dream property. And Basically, it comes to showing them houses and communicating with the listing agent and coordinating inspections and appraisals and advising the buyer on the offer and the negotiation process. So one of the things that um, I was reading about was like five things they don't teach you about in real estate school. And one of them was lowball offers. And that's so true. Like I'm laughing because it's funny and they should teach you about this because you're going to get a buyer client and you're going to have so many buyer clients throughout your career, but you'll have buyer clients where they'll go see a house and it will be on the market for an hour um, in a seller's market listed at 200,000 and they want to list or they want to put in an offer at 120. And you're just like, no. And although when you're not in a seller's market and you're in a more balanced, healthy, stable market, you know, you can throw out lowball offers. If it's been on the market for a month and they haven't had any, you know, activity, yeah, you can throw out a lowball offer. But when you're throwing out a lowball offer, sometimes you have to tell your buyers the hard truth because sometimes you'll get that lowball offer accepted and then it will come to the inspection and they're going to need a new HVAC, for example. But when an inspection comes back, the buyers sometimes expect the sellers to pay for literally everything. And when it comes to lowball offers, you have to tell your buyer, look, you're getting the home for a pretty good price. You can't expect the expect the seller to fix everything. And the sellers expect the buyers to not want anything fixed because they are giving them their home at this price. Um, so as a selling agent um, who is assisting their clients in finding a new home, 
it can either be a real estate broker, it can be a manager of an office, it can be a real estate agent, it can be a realtor. And just to let you know, a realtor and a real estate agent are different. Um, I am a realtor, I'm a real estate agent, but being a realtor is basically being um, in great standards with the National Association of Realtors and you don't have anything like bad on your record or whatever. Um, so let's talk about key differences between the two and then we're going to get into um, like very important skills and understanding what it takes to be a success, blah, 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 successful agent. Sorry. Okay. So I feel like one of the things I should talk about is a lot of people, I think, wonder how much do real estate agents really make? And there's no answer for that. I mean, there's an average and blah, 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 blah. It depends on how hard you work. But um, so when you are a listing agent, people think, Obviously, being a listing agent is amazing and wonderful. You want the listings. However, buyer agents are just as great. So when you are listing a property, and let's say you are listing it at 6%, if you get that buyer too, which means you are a dual agent. Um, so let's say you have a listing and you list the home at $300,000, 6%, and you find the buyer. So you would get 6% of the purchase price but then you also have to take whatever your split is within your brokerage. Um, you start out lower. As you sell more and more and more throughout your career, it normally goes up. So when you are a buyer agent and you are going to somebody else's listing, you split the two. So the listing agent will get 3% and the buyer agent will get 3%. And that is what is more common. Um, so working as a selling agent or no, okay, sorry. When you are listing a house, you are the one that is paying the commission, right? And I know I'm talking to people that are wanting to get their license, so I'm trying to make it as understanding as possible. But buyers do not pay realtors. They don't. It is the listing side. It is the sellers that are paying all agents. So your buyer will rarely have to pay a agent commission. Only time they really would is if it's like a uh, for sale by owner and you're helping them and they're willing to do that. Sometimes the seller actually will pay that. Um, it really just depends what you guys negotiate on. But um, yeah, so let's talk about how do clients choose the right real estate agent. So it really all depends. But when it comes to finding the real estate agent, you need to find the agent that is best for you. All agents offer so many different things. So for somebody who has been in the business 20 years versus me who um, is somewhat newer to the business, but every agent offers different personality, different values, different aspects that each person is good at. For me, I'm amazing at marketing and that sounds conceited, but I didn't go to college for it. And I swear I'm just, I was born naturally to be good at it. And I can make a Facebook post in one second versus somebody who hasn't grown up with technology in their life. Um, it takes them a lot longer. Uh, when it comes to referrals from friends and family, um, you know, sometimes actually one of the first things I got told by my partner was family is the people that actually screw you over most in the business. And um, <laughs> I'm not even going to talk about it, but um, so, okay, let's talk about real estate skills and understanding really what it takes to be a successful agent in this business. Okay, so there is no exact way to be successful in this business. When it comes to having drive and having motivation and having something to really push you forward in this business is really important because there are a lot of times that you will get discouraged in real estate. And there are times where people will 
you'll show them 10 houses and then little do you know, you haven't had them sign anything just because I don't like if they don't want to use me as their agent, they don't have to. This hasn't happened to me, um, but I've seen it happen. I've heard it happen where you will spend hours and hours and hours and hours of your day showing people houses for them to literally write a contract with another agent. Um, so, you know, you have to have drive. You have to have motivation. You have to be able to know that you're going to get discouraged. You're going to get told no, and you have to keep going. Um, so the next thing is local knowledge and a strong working knowledge of your local market is truly like will make a, such a huge difference if you are a newcomer to real estate um, because you really can set yourself apart from others basically by becoming an expert, whether it's in the neighborhood and knowing what goes on in the neighborhood um, restrictions and zoning or perks, um, local taxes, if you're good on that, public transportation and stuff like that, schools, knowing a lot about the schools and the tax rates, everything. So aside from the real estate market, it's also very helpful to have knowledge in that kind of stuff as well. Um, teaching skills. So I know that is probably hard to understand why I say that, but when you are working with first-time homebuyers, which is my people and my specialty, and I literally love working with first-time homebuyers. I think I've said this, but I wanted to be a teacher and then I was like, I can't go to college. Um, I love teaching. I love helping agents around the office. I've um, helped in our meeting the other day. I spoke and hosted the end of our meeting to help agents with some things. So when you, I think that's why I love why I say that. I think I love working with first time home buyers because it's like you're teaching them and they are inexperienced. They've never bought a home before. So good agents really know that the industry is complicated and they know, um, you know, when a first time home buyer asks this and you're like, you have to be willing to just understand where they're coming from. And you're going to be like, how do you not know that? But then it's like, they have never bought a house before. And buying a house is so complex and has so many things to it. And they're going to go through it and be like, what? Like, I didn't know that this, I didn't know about this. They're going to ask you a lot of questions, but you know that you have to be patient and understand that first time home buyers literally have no clue how to buy a house. That is what your job is to represent them and help them along the way. Um, the ability to adapt to technology and new tools, um, especially at Caldwell Banker, like we're always like getting shown all these new things that are awesome. But even for me, who is so good with technology, it takes me so long because there's so many different things to it. Um, so learning and playing around and um, learning all the new CRMs, which if you don't know what a CRM is, it basically allows you to organize your clients and your contacts in a database um, so that you can send out emails to them and send out, um, you know, marketing things to them, just keeping them top, keeping you top of mind in their head. Um, so great agents are also comfortable working with experienced clients who prefer a more like hands-off type of relationship. And, you know, that is how some people are. You know, they know they've bought a house before, they've sold a house before, like they know. And sometimes it can be hard because it's like it, you're representing them and you want to, you just help them and you want to tell them all the things, but they're like, I know, I know, I know. Um, so being able to adapt in that sort of way with your client is also good. Um, 
obviously knowing your market, knowing your knowledge, knowing everything about what is going on in the real estate market. Is the demand going up? Is the inventory decreasing? Is um, Are we in a seller's market? What is the you know average of a sold house? You never know when somebody's going to ask you that. And then you could be at Kroger one day and somebody asks you and you know, do you know how good they because you know a lot of people that are real estate agents are busy we have 10 million things going on we're out all day long some people have families and you know other lives aside from our job which a lot of uh, clients don't understand that sometimes but that's okay um not mine so okay the next thing this is something i need to work on um time management skills as a real estate agent anything like I can't even explain it to you but you are going to find yourself working well over 50 hours a week um, when you're in an active market and then some weeks you're going to require working one hour a week and that is seriously like when somebody's like oh how much do you work I have no answer for you because it could be 24 7 or it could be hardly i'm going to the pool the whole entire week um and it's which is great you have this huge flexibility you can pick your own schedule um so you have to be structured and you have to set aside time to business plan and block out your time and do all kinds of stuff like that um so it's really important that you do know how to time manage and block out time for yourself and for your family but also for your clients and for your business planning to be successful um and lastly um you have to be um good at you have to be truthful honesty is the best quality of a real estate agent in telling the truth and being transparent with your client when you are handling a transaction is seriously the best thing you can do. Um, fortunately, most agents obviously start their career with a clean slate, um, but you really have to protect your reputation. And you know, it is so important that you are honest with your clients and you are transparent with the other agent as well. Um, you know, there are so many things that you will deal with in your career if you are pursuing real estate that you're going to be like, what? And some of the stories that you'll hear are going to just like blow your mind. I have a story right now that if I could share, I would. Um, but I actually have to get off here to go deal with it. So, um, I just wanted to come on here to talk about this. I really hope that this helps in some way or another. And um, obviously, if you're in the Kentucky area, my event is free. Um, the Eventbrite is linked below. And yeah, I love all of you. And I was going to post this on YouTube. And I'm honestly so mad right now. I could like scream. But I'm out of storage. So I got to figure out something. But yeah, hope you guys enjoyed. As always, love you. Bye.